Somebody shout hallelujah. Beloved, we are welcome once again to the another episode of Biblical Phonesis. Uh, in the previous episode of Biblical Phonesis, we are in season 2 now. We focus on our extraversion in leaders. The entire season devoted to looking at personality traits, the big five personality traits in relation to authentic leadership. However, in this particular episode, we turn our attention to low extraversion in leaders. This is really the flip side of our extraversion. So we'll be looking at the other side of the coin of what we talked about in the previous episode. We are beloved. For, for, for the sake of clarity, we are treating authentic leadership because of its impact on individual level outcomes. Because it also have group level outcomes, it also have organizational level outcomes. That's why we are treating authentic leadership. In terms of individual level outcomes, authentic leadership affects our work engagement and satisfaction with leaders. And when it comes to group level outcomes, authentic leadership helps us to see team effectiveness in action. And in terms of organizational level outcomes, it helps us to see growth in numerical strength and spiritual strength, for example, in a church. So you have three level three levels in which we can see the impact of authentic leadership. Our engagement, beloved, with personality traits stems from the notion that it can predict leadership behaviors and thus it can show the form of leadership that is displayed by individuals or that is synonymous with what is done in an organization. This reasoning is captured in our definition of untechnic leadership in the episode 2 of season 2, in other words, in the previous episode. From the Definition of authentic leadership that we noted, we amplify the fact that self-awareness, aka mindfulness, refers to our worldview and how these worldviews shape us as individuals, as children of God. Also, we identify relational transparency as a key element or concept in authentic leadership. Relational Transparency is our ability to be original in the view of others, not in our own view, not self righteousness uh, uh, statement. Ah, I am transparent. No, no, no. Your le- your followers and your leaders, people around you, must say this fellow is transparent. Another point or concept in our definition that we mentioned last week is balanced information processing, which allows us to use data that we collect to make informed decisions. For example, what is the use of monthly report if it does not improve our ability to make the right decision for the work of God to move forward? So, beloved, our first question in this episode is looking is, is looking at what is low extraversion in leaders? We have examined what is high extraversion, which means being sociable, outgoing, and at times being impulsive. Now we look on to low extraversion in leaders. We noted previously in the last episode that high extraversion in leaders make them sociable and positive, and also impulsive. We need to be careful about 
being impulsive. In contrast, however, low extravagant leaders make them show social attention. Such leaders are introverts that engage in pastimes such as reading and writing as opposed to seeking attention and, as, and excitement. Their pen often do the talking for them. Their typing do the talking for them. These descriptions are not necessarily negative qualities as leaders that are extrovert can be careful and methodological to get their message across. For example, our beloved Daddy Gio serves a very good example of such a leader. They can excel as a team player and as a leader. They exercise wisdom. They exercise wisdom with caution. Caution. They take their steps in a measured way as led by the Holy Spirit. So caution, we, we, we inform our wisdom quote for this episode. And we take our wisdom quote from Proverbs 14, verse 16 to 18. Proverbs 14, verse 16 to 18. And I read from the NAT version, then I'll also use the message version to drive the point on. The NAT version says, The wise are cautious and avoid dangers. Fools plunge ahead with reckless confidence. Short-tempered people do foolish things, and schemers are hated. Simpletons are clothed with foolishness, but the prudent are crowned with knowledge. It is important as children of God, wherever we are leading, that we are prudent and we are cautious, so that we are able to avoid danger. When we look at the message version from verse 16 to 17 of the same Proverbs 14, it says, The wise wash their steps and avoid evil. As leaders, it's important for us to be cautious to wash our steps and wash our utterances. And you believe, believe you, me, you will agree clearly that introverts tend to wash their utterances. It speaks to what the Bible says about controlling our tongue because you can set a whole body and a whole city on fire. Still in that verse 16, it says, Fools are headstrong and reckless. So when you see a leader that is headstrong, very stubborn and reckless at times, and apologetic later on, you need to be careful and we need to pray for such a leader. The odd-headed do things they will later regret. That's verse 17. And the code added get the code shoulder. We shall not get the cold shoulder from our followers and from God Almighty in the mighty name of Jesus. If we look at now, what does it mean to be cautious? We will take some of our notes from Maswell Leadership Bible Notes and other books. Leaders often make promises to man and God, but the Bible advises caution before we commit anything, either to man or to God. That is why Solomon describes three major pitfalls for carelessness or cautionless leaders. Or careless leaders. In Ecclesiastes chapter 5, verse 2 to 7. Ecclesiastes chapter 5, verse 2 to 7. It, it, it implies, if you read it at home, we will note the following point that Solomon was flagging. Number one, it is the speech. Leaders must listen more than they speak. Words alone can never fulfill any promises. 
hasty speech is not an hallmark of caution. It's not noted with metic being meticulous. That must not be found among Joseph's leaders. Number two point to note from verse 4 to 5 in that same chapter of Ecclesiastes 5, Solomon says we should be we should be careful with empty promises. Leaders tend to say what others want to hear. We must exercise restraint. We must exercise caution. Never promise what we cannot deliver. Are you some of the leaders that use the planting of parishes as carrots before an hard-working worker? And you promise a lot of things that only God and your superior can, can, can deliver. Then when you are not able to deliver, you begin to scheme. That is not, that is not right. And the, 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 the intent of the vision and mission statement is, in our decision, is very, very clear. We should not dilute it with personal preferences. We should not use it as carrots to settle scores or to, 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 to favor people that are inequipped to lead parishes. That is just an example. It, is, it, it doesn't mean that it happens all the time. Then leaders must not must be careful, exercise caution not to be making lame excuses. That is verse 5 to 7 of the same chapter. Leaders that do this, they reduce their influence when they try to revise a mistake with lame excuses. Leaders must be honest, honest to say the truth, because even if you don't say it, the people around you can see the truth. So, beloved, the world's modern leader may throw caution to the wind, but biblical leaders do not have such luxury. We cannot throw caution to the wind. The world leaders may be self-centered and manipulative to the extent of using and abusing their followers. In contrast, someone leading like Jesus cannot do so. Beloved, worldly leadership is about power, control of others, and self-promotion. Such leadership styles are burdens to followers who will pay the price of poor decisions. However, the biblical model of leadership is Christ-centered not self-centered. It is about self-control bestowed by the Holy Spirit, not about the control of others. The Christian leader who did like Jesus shepherd the sheep by positioning self in front of the flock to lead and set pace for godliness with caution. So if you are an introvert, it is a good thing because you have the ability or the potential to exercise caution in leading the flock. In contrast, self-serving leaders seek to profit from the unsuspecting sheep or flock without caution. That shall not be our portion in the mighty name of Jesus. So what is our biblical phronesis in this episode as we round up right now? Number one point is that introversion, which means being less sociable, does not make weak leadership. No, no, not at all. Rather, such leaders have the tendency to be careful and methodic, method, methodical in their approach to issues. They can even listen to the Holy Spirit better because they avoid interruption and interjection. Introversion will help us to build up humility in our godly character. Another point, number two, low extroversion in leaders can positively result in 
untethered crystal leadership that is rich in caution. Caution will help us avoid danger and regret, as we clearly underline in our wisdom quote. Number three, caution helps leaders to shun empty promises, hasty speeches, and lame excuses. Number four, caution helps servant leaders to never seek to profit from the sweat of their sheep or their flock. And number five, leaders with self-control and caution are wise leaders everywhere, either in the church or outside the church. And so, beloved, in the, we have highlighted a very, very important attribute that's required for us to succeed as leaders in this episode. Let us pray. Let's Lord Jesus, we thank you for what you are telling us through this season in terms of personality traits. We have now looked at I and look extravagant in leaders. Lord, we pray, O oh Lord, in particular, that all the good attributes of low extraversion in leadership. Lord, give it unto us in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, as we have flagged caution as vital to leading your flock with wisdom. Lord, let us be cautious in our relationship with you. We told that we don't take you for granted. And let us be cautious as you lead your flock in the mighty name of Jesus. Mighty Father, full of grace and mercy, we ask that you help us watch our steps and avoid evil and avoid danger, danger in wars, danger in the physical as well, in the mighty name of Jesus. Help us not to be a strong, mighty God. Help us not to be reckless as we follow you in the mighty name of Jesus. In Jesus' most precious name, we are praying. Beloved, if you enjoyed this episode, please like us on our various media platforms and also join us at the Redeemed Church of God Restoration House online or on site in Blue Forty, South Africa. We welcome comments from you. Please use all our platforms on Facebook as well as YouTube. Till we come to you in the next episode of Biblical Phonesis. May the Lord keep you safe and blessed. May He shower you with divine wisdom daily to succeed in the mighty name of Jesus.